What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. You have Jones here along with Sully. We're here to talk through all the MLB free agent stuff that's going down right before the season goes on a halt in about, what, four and a half hours? Uh, four hours and 45 minutes as of the time of this recording. Um, but we uh, we did get some, I guess we could start with the late-breaking news that just came in. We don't have the details yet, but... Uh, Marcus Stroman, Chicago Cub. Uh, what do we What do we think about that? Um, kind of came out of nowhere, I feel like, in terms of the Cubs, um, and we didn't think we'd get any more signings, considering how late in the game it is. They have to get the cross the T's and dot the I's in the next four hours and forty five minutes. Um, but did we? I haven't feel like I haven't heard the Cubs connected to him at all. Um, have you? You really haven't heard the Cubs connected to much. I mean, you figure they're rebuilding right now. You get rid of Javier, which was smart. You got rid of Bryant, which was smart. You got rid of Rizzo, so you're rebuilding. Still have Wilson Contreras, which is, you know, I guess you need some players, but they have some young Nico Horner. They got some young players um, that are that are talented. Um, so I'm not, and they have some decent farms. So I'm not gonna say they have no future, but um, I hope he got paid. That's what I'll say because. Uh, you know, for the next immediate future, I don't think the Cubs are going to amount to much, you know, in a division with the Brewers and the Cardinals, and you have teams like the Mets and the and the Dodgers and, you know, all these other teams. So I hope, I really hope, I hope he got a good contract. I hope he got five years, 110 or $20 million at least. Um, he had a great year for the Mets. Uh, obviously, we went elsewhere, which we could talk about a little later, which I'm not which I'm thrilled about, but uh, I, I still would have liked to resign Strowman. Um, I'm, I've been team Stro. Uh, I think he's a really good pitcher. Um, maybe, you know, he'll probably be in like the 3-2 to 3-7 ERA. He'll probably be a really good two number two for uh, for the Cubs for, you know, for a long time. So I'm happy for him. I just hope he got he got his money's worth. Um, he really recently just bought a house for his mom, and he was talking about buying a house for his dad. Um, he actually, he, a lot of, he gets a lot of press for tweets and speaking out, uh, about the Mets I wanted, but he really has some actually really good tweets and he's a very passionate, uh, heartfelt guy he is, that, he's, uh, he's an entertaining I think really, yeah, he is, but like the ones about like, you know, how he's so grateful and, you know, you know, buying these people houses and, you know. Um, and he even like uh, you know was like so happy for Gosman when he got paid and tweeted about it. Like he's a very thoughtful guy, really, which doesn't really get a lot, as much attention. He really you just hear the outs, you know the you know the the you know the clickbait tweets of him, you know speaking out in in almost a negative sense or where he's being emotional. But you know I like Stroll a lot as a person and a player, so I really hope he yeah, got the bag. I, I wouldn't have mind um, him in pinstripes. That would have been a great addition. Yeah. What. I thought it would have been a nice fuck yeah. you to the Mets. Yeah, it would have been. Um, I wanted him to go to the – I mean, I naturally, like you know, the, like you were saying, the Cubs before, you kind of like the Cubs a little bit as your National League team. I, because I don't like the Yankees, it's kind of aided me. I've always liked the Red Sox as, like, one of my other teams that I that I root for in the AL if I had one. It'd probably be the, the Red Sox. Yeah, definitely the Red Sox. Um, going back to the Euclid days and those guys, but – uh, but yeah, no, doesn't sign with the Red Sox, signs with the Cubs. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious to see the numbers on this. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, but you have to assume he got, he got 
paid, um, especially with all the money that the Cubs loaded off the books. It's not like they're poor all of a sudden. You know, they're still. A, if he didn't get over a hundred, I'm gonna be like, "What are you doing, Stevie?" A little disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you what are you doing, Stephen? What are you what doing, are you Marcus? Doing every team in baseball that has money to spend, not letting like letting him go for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, with that, now that the Mets are down a, a pitcher, uh, where do you go for from here? Where do the Mets go for a three starter, and where do the Mets go for the rest of their to fill out their team? They still have other holes. Well, are we are we down? Well, we so we added Scherzer. Which I don't know how it happened. Three years, a hundred was it? Three years, thirty million. Uh, hundred thirty million. Um, which I never thought we had a chance until that night on Sunday night. We signed him yesterday. We signed him Monday. So, um, I first off, I'm absolutely ecstatic about that. People that are complaining about money or this or age, go fuck yourself. You're just a miserable piece of shit. Yeah, you got. Um, you're you just got the best I mean, I mean, you 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 literally. We got we got the second best pitcher in baseball. It's it's probably I would say it's Degrom, Scherzer, Cole, um, and I'd say after this year, there's probably a little bit of a gap between Scherzer and Cole. But um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things up in the air with Cole right now. But I think pretty safely say Scherzer's number two in baseball. Goals Cole, I would still say is three. One oh, eh, year doesn't turn me off on a player. I'm not like that. Um, then after that, I think there's a bigger gap. After that, so but yeah, I mean, what is money to Steve Cohen right now? This is monopoly money. With where where it's yeah. fuck you money. This is uh, George Steinbrenner Yankees prime fuck you money. Like and then some and then some. So like you know like it's not what it's like. I hear people complaining that aren't even like baseball. Like, like that's a lot of money. I'm like dude, you don't even like baseball. It's not even yeah. your money. I'm like we. I don't. I don't care at all. I mean, obviously, we're not gonna have a five hundred million dollar payroll. We're up to like two hundred sixty-five million right now. And you'll probably. But, you'll probably make some um, cost-cutting moves. You'll probably deal some guys. Well, we're probably gonna end up around. Uh, it's. I think it's. We'll probably be around three hundred. Oh, that high. It's hard to get. Yeah, yeah. Because we're still gonna add another starter. We're gonna add a couple arms. Uh, pen arms. And then, because think about it, a couple pen arms, let's say they're 5 million each, three of them for the next year, that's 15, a starter's probably yeah. 10 or 12, that's 27, and then maybe two bench players Another is like, to 10. you know, probably 15 or 20 combined, yeah, 15 combined, so, you know, easily could get to 290, 300, and yeah, I'm all for it, that's fine, I mean, um, you know, we're not going to get every single player, but, uh, you know, adding Stalling Marte, four years, 78 million, a lot of money, again, don't care, he stole 45 bags, 310 average, Mark Hanna, two-year deal, uh, not a ton of money. Very, very underrated player, Mark Hanna. I don't know how you feel about him. I've always liked Mark Hanna. Um, and uh, and then and then Eduardo Escobar, who was like 25, 30 home runs a year. Two, two or three years ago, he had 118 RBIs. Escobar is a really underrated hitter. He's been in Arizona for a while, then played with the with the Brewers. So we've made tons of moves. Um, and, and that moves that I really like. Very short-term deals, other than. Um, other than, yeah, really, Marte was four years as long as, but to answer your, uh, your pitching question, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting. You got the best one, two in baseball, literally. Um, I think Taiwan Walker easily could be a three. Um, he was a real stud. Uh, he was a three, you know, he's had some really good years. Um, I think naturally he's got a, what, Three nine seven year I think he's a fine three. Carlos Carrasco had such a bad year, but I, I again I think Carlos Carrasco could definitely be a four. I think he's gonna have a rebound year. 
So we definitely need one pitcher, whether it's a three, whether it's a four. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Then we got Tyler McGill, who pitched pretty well. Um, Peterson, I'm not as could high on. guys that could be particularly as a five guy? Mm, uh, well, McGill, Tyler McGill. He had like a 4.3 or 4.2 ERA as a rookie. Um, he was a, he was a rookie who, who pitched pretty well for us last year. Um, he's probably going to be our fifth, sixth starter. He, he was very solid. Um, and, and, you know, you know, nothing spectacular, but he, he could be like a, uh, definitely could be a five, um, for us. Um, and then Peterson's another young guy who's okay. Um, not crazy about him. He got, he had an injury. Um, but when it comes to pitchers right now, looking at who's left, um, uh, I, you know, I, I would consider a guy like Zach Greinke for a short-term deal. I would consider, I definitely know I like someone, uh, like uh, Rodon, um, uh, from the White Sox, who had like a quietly like a two eight ERA. I mean, maybe it's a situation where the Dodgers are just like, "We got you. Just let us fucking sort out the rest of this shit." But you're coming back. I think I think that's that's what I'm assuming it is. I think they're taking care of the other things first, and then they're gonna go elsewhere. Um, but I really like Rodon. I think he's a, a very good uh, someone like. Um, Danny Duffy isn't bad. He's an underrated guy. Again, maybe not a three, but um, there's tons of guys with like Michael, uh, Michael Pineda. Um, there's guys like uh, Yasai Kakuchi from the Mariners. There's you know Carlos Martinez. There's guys is that can definitely signed. Uh... Um, Matthew Boyd was not tendered. Matthew Boyd is. A guy that's uh, definitely really talented hasn't really ever fully put yeah, it together. Yeah, he was a big like trade who, deadline who target for or trade deadline name a few yeah. years ago. Matthew Boyd. Has who? No, but you, you were gonna say has oh, who signed? Um, fuck. Who was I thinking about? Uh. Oh, uh, the White Sox guy, uh, Rodon. Rodon. No, yeah, yeah, that that's that's my top target. He had like a two seven four two eighty yeah. RI. Um, he pitched in twenty four games, so he didn't have a full full season. That's why he wasn't really in like those. Um, I think he won thirteen games. Was he wasn't in those Cy Young conversations? But he was fantastic when he pitched. Um, when he when he you know when he was out there, so um, he would be my top target right now. So I want someone like him. But I mean, you know, we're probably not gonna you know land no stud. You know, there's not really amazing pitchers left, but. Kikuchi or or him or uh, even Granky. I mean, Granky could definitely be like a, a four. You know, I, I, and again, do you need an amazing three when Degrom and Scherzer or your one two? And let's say we sign a three, it's not amazing. I mean, uh, Walker's definitely a good four, and and Carrasco definitely can be a good five. Um, I mean, the fact we're saying Carlos, I know he had a bad year and he had a great year the year before. I know we're saying Carlos Carrasco's coming off that year, but you know, saying him as a four five is is you know pretty crazy i definitely think he can rebound and be a four or a five for us yeah so, I mean, he like, was also coming back off cancer you know, so let's give the guy a break no he came he, he came back from cancer no no no. he came back from oh. cancer the year before and he pitched he, fantastic oh, really? this year he was out for like this year he was out with a hamstring for like three he was out with a hamstring nearly as long as i he remember was that cancer, i remember that he was out for they were like was, they said he was gonna be out like a few weeks and it was he was out like three quarters of the season a hamstring's always four to six weeks, if not more, for a pitcher, especially. So, usually it's like almost like more than two months, and you know it was like tweak this. He's thirty five years old. Tweak this. So, but Rodon's not too old. I'd like him. Um, 
you know, want to add some bullpen arms. Um, really excited about Marte. Es- Mart- uh, Marte's our center fielder. Canna uh, is going to be in left. Nimmo will slide over to right. Much better defensive upgrades with Canna and uh, Marte. Marte, Nimmo's not an actual center fielder. Um, he was a very below average center fielder and a very good player, though, obviously offensively and, and drawing walks and everything and then and then you replace JD with with uh, you know Escobar um Eduardo Escobar who had 28 homers like 80 something RBIs last year that's a huge win um we get Cano back who's whatever but McNeil's since we lost by it's going to be Cano or McNeil at second uh Lindor short well you'll probably McNan- be able to DH Cano uh, McCann, who's got to be better well, yeah, we have a lot of guys we can DH, which is good and bad. So we have, like, Dom Smith. Or we could play Dom at first if Dom's bat is good enough for returns and Pete could DH. Or we could play Cano at DH. Or we could play J.D. Davis at DH. Um, I just don't want to get rid of McNeil because McNeil's been a 300 hitter in a sleep for three years. And then he has one bad year and people are giving up on him. And I don't really get it. And I know he, he kind of cries sometimes. He shows his emotion and he, he kind of gets really pissed at himself. But... Bet a 255, whatever it is. He had a shitty year. I get it. Yeah. But he's like a career 300 hitter. Um, I'm not giving up on... And he plays second, he plays third, and he plays left, and he plays right. I mean, he, I think he's very valuable. Um, so I, I really... I think it's likely we're going to trade someone like a JD or a Dom, potentially, for a reliever or a starter. I think that's definitely well within. Because we, we have such depth. I mean... You know, these guys are all, you know, if we sign Bayat, you know, like Robinson, Cano, McNeil, Dom, and JD, three of those four are bench players, you know, so that's a really deep bench, so um, a lot of those guys should or could be everyday players, so we could definitely, I definitely want to cash in on one of them, ideally Dom, uh, JD, get rid of JD, if we can get a decent reliever for JD, get him out of my face, guy can't field anything, um, can't yeah, feel I mean, for uh, shit. You have to. Dom you have Smith. To deal it to excess. When you have excess and you have needs, you have to use that excess yeah. to, to fill those needs. I mean, the Yankees are in the same position. It's natural. Yeah. And Dom and Dom. Uh, Dom's one of Dom's a fan favorite, kind of like Conforto in a sense. Who's sad to see go, but Conforto had to go. Dom. He had that great year in the shortened season. Really had a rough year last year. Um, he'd be a tough one to see go. Everyone loves Dom, but um, you know, if we get the right deal, you know, sorry, yeah, Dom, gotta but go. gotta go. We get a re- good, re- um, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. M- I mentioned the Yankees. Let's, let's bring it over to the cross town. Uh, Yankees have done literally nothing. Um, you know, everyone kind of expected them. To, everything going into this off season was the Yankees are going to spend like it's two thousand and nine, um, and they've spent like it's nineteen oh nine. So, but. To be frank, I mean, I don't think it's really panic mode yet. I think the the off season is just kind of more clear to the fans than it is. But maybe this is what it was the whole time to Yankees brass to Brian Cashman. You know, he may this is what he, maybe never was interested in Seager. Maybe he was never interested in in um, making a. You know, we know he offered one year, twenty five million for Verlander, but but. That's an issue for me not being interested in Seager. That's an issue for me as a Yankee fan. Why are we not at least? In I agree, it? but I mean, maybe the, you know, we don't know how they're trying to break out this money. I mean, we we don't know. Verlander, they went for, and they had a good offer, and he and he went for uh, to return to yeah. uh, Houston, and, and that's fine. But I mean, that was the main guy they were in on splits that like uh, 
those uh, you know some advanced stats and stuff that suggested Seager actually wasn't that great of a lefty hitter for Yankee Stadium. Like they did, they did these. I forget what the exact breakdown oh, was, really? but basically, like last year, his numbers like he would have added zero home runs playing at Yankee Stadium, and like oh, really? his well look. At the end of the day, if you can hit, you can hit. You're gonna yeah. hit in any park. You know, maybe it wouldn't have. It would it could have been a different year? Uh, I'm sure it would have helped a little. Maybe not as much as people think. But um, he's a great player. He's young. He's a great yeah, face for the franchise. He's a left-handed hitter franchise. to get into the lineup. You know. Yeah, to and he's a 300 hitter. Well, that's you know? the big thing. Is or, or close to yeah. it. Um, yeah, he is. He's like a 290 ish so, hitter. Yeah, I mean it, that's right. that's where I think his real value comes in is. And also, like, they're not going to pay that amount of money to Scherzer, but they really, you know, uh, not in on Scherzer at all. Um, and I guess it makes you raise an eyebrow. It's like the Mets got him, obviously, for an insane price. I'd imagine the price for Scherzer go to the Yankees wouldn't be as high as it was to be would be to the Mets. Would yeah, you agree? I think that's fair, but I think they also, like, don't call me, like, I don't want to, like, say this, but I get the kind of sense that they don't want to, like, they didn't want to bring in someone to just kind of take over Garrett Cole's spot as the number. Like, they didn't want to be the team that gave the guy 20% more than Garrett Cole. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, true. Verlander would have been different. He would have been the two, and he wouldn't have yeah. been making as much so money. So, like, I, I kind of get it in that Like, while it's like, you know, you, 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 you there's a one angle of, like, you want him to put together the best team no matter what, like, blah, 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 but... It's also like about like doing your players right, like doing the guys in the clubhouse right. Um, yeah, I think that would have, I if I we, was Cole, I would have taken that as a slight, um, even though it was only for yeah. you know one or two years or three years, whatever it is, and they gave Cole you know basically the rest of your career contract. But um, yeah, I think I, I think that I would be shocked if that didn't that conversation didn't happen when they th- talked about Scherzer, you know. Um, yeah, and then they would have figured, you know, well, if we're only going to give him what the Dodgers are going to give him, then he's not going to come here. You know, he's already turned us down once before in yeah. his career. It's natural, natural to think that. I thought the yeah. Mets had no chance. So, and we just threw the book at him. And everyone's uh, got a number. Everyone's got and, a number. And the, yeah, everyone has a number. Apparently, Cohen and his wife uh, sold them. A big part of it was uh, really, um, you know. The culture they're trying to change, and uh, apparently he said to them they were literally, you know, willing to do anything to win. Uh, with Steve Cohen, that definitely means money, big time. That's a big portion of it. Um, and Scherzer said, you know, not many owners say that apparently, um, which is weird in a sense. But like, I guess you know, a lot of owners that are are you know, tw- you know, eighty percent of them have a you know significant budget or whatever. They can't go over whatever two hundred fifty, two hundred million. There's not that potential. With teams like the Mets, it's really and the Dodgers and the Yankees. It's really like money really shouldn't money really isn't yeah. a, a question I mean, anymore. It's like yeah, we can we can financially. There's CB no restrictions. Probably said like more or less. Listen, and we just gave you 130 million. I'm not gonna notice that amount missing in my bank account tomorrow. So you know you can yeah. I just he just bought some weird sculpture thing for 143 like a looked ridiculous. For and I'll probably sell million. it next year, two years from now, for 250 million and laugh at us all. Yeah, and, and, and like, yeah, and, and like, and like you know, it's literally more than he spent on Scherzer. Like, it's not, this is like, you know, this it's is like a, a couple, couple hundred dollars. It's like a, 
Yeah, it's like a hundred dollars yeah. for you and it's, me, probably it's something like that. It's like, that's whatever. what I'm saying. Okay. Like, even yeah. if some owners say that, like, he actually means it. You know, he actually has the fucking zeros in the bank to mean it. Yeah. Oh, oh you, you want to come to my bank? Oh, yeah. This is my bank account. Oh, this is one of five yeah, of them. This, yeah. This, this is, is my walk around money. Yeah, this is the one attached to my my debit card that has seventeen million. Yeah. There's eight hundred. There's eight hundred. Yeah. There's yeah. There's, Five hundred million in this one, and this is this is not my investments or anything. It's this is just, just yeah, I, my million. cash that I could withdraw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the, the walk around money. So, uh, um, no, yeah, I mean it, it makes sense, but I, I don't know. Back to the Yankees, I think it just overall like I don't think that many of their targets are really gone, and I don't. I I, I find it so hard to really call anyone necessarily a target because the Yankees are so tight-lipped on what they do. Like, basically the only time in Brian Cashman's career that he was like, yep, we want this guy, we're going to go after him hard, and that's that, was Garrett Cole, and they did exactly that, and they got him. Like, they were just not getting outbid on Garrett Cole, and they got him. But Garrett Cole was a a white whale for Cashman, you know. He drafted Garrett Cole, and then got screwed yeah. over by Pittsburgh taking a worse offer from Houston simply because they didn't want to tr- trade someone to the Yankees for no other no real reason other than them being the Yankees. So they literally accepted a worse offer from Houston to not send Garrett Cole to the Yankees. Um and now Cashman had the chance to and he was just like not happy like no one's beating me. I don't I don't Yeah, he had to. You know, I I think uh, I think Marte probably w- would have been a really good fit. For I think the Yankees. they were in on Marte. Know. I think they would not go four years. I think they probably offered him higher money for yeah. a two year deal. Because yeah, you agree. gotta, you really just I would gotta say the, the fill path... the gap until Dominguez is ready. You assume is their thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and and I would say with the, with the Yankees right now, there's not there's not a whole lot of uh, margin for error right now, and there's it's a very clear. It's clear what they need to do. If they don't sign one of Correa or Story, this is going to be bad. Like this is this is like you you you're going to hear it yeah. from the fans. Um, Olson it, Olson should be uh, at the top of the list. Um, you'd like to sign a starting pitcher. You know the starting pitchers are kind of uh, you know I'm sure they'll find someone. But again, like last year, I didn't like what they did. I didn't like what they did with Tyon, giving up. Tanaka and Paxton, and Paxton is always injury prone. I understand he that. He signed with the Red Sox for uh, Kluber. Yeah, he did for like ten mil. Uh, for Kluber and Tyon, I-, I didn't particularly like that. Um, was it awful? Was it great? No. And Kluber was good when he was healthy. Kluber threw one inning the year before, and Tyon's had history of injuries. And Tyon had a really good stretch or two, but I just really, you know, to me, I was like, you know, you're. Really not making the team better, um, just because Tanaka has been so good in the playoffs and and all that. So I, it was like a wash at best for me. I was like, I wasn't really crazy about that. And I, I feel like to say at this point the starting pitchers left. Like I don't really see many. New yeah, I think left. I think the starting pitching um, or pitcher will come in the trade market. Um, I'm hoping. Maybe yeah, maybe maybe Luis that's Castillo. I mean, I know. Right. So the Reds. That's a, that's another thing. Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, and one of their other pitchers are all yeah. potentially available. Um, so, that, so I think that's where it's got to um, go. Sonny Gray, you, Sonny Gray's not going to happen. Sonny yeah, Gray's they're good. They're good on Sonny Gray. For Sonny Gray. I don't think they would trade a bag of chips for Sonny Gray. Um, but <laughs> no. yeah, I mean, I think that's where you got because we need a two or three starter because we are adding Luis Severino this year. You know that obviously we've always had him. You expect him to be what? A, I expect maybe him a to be a two or three starter. I expect him I expect him to be fully healthy and I expect him to have a ERA somewhere in the threes and I expect him to win 
15, 16, 17 games. That's what I expect him to. Yeah, I think that's... I'm not saying he's going to do it, but I think it's fair to expect that. Yeah. You're telling me I can't... A guy was an ace for this team. He's just been so... He's... But he's been so inconsistent year to year. He's well, been, he hasn't pitched in a year and a half, you he's know? He's had two... Yeah, but his ERAs year by year, they're very inconsistent. He really... He never really strung... I know, but his one, like, great year really, really comes out and gets hurt, and that's when his injuries start, you know? Like, so we haven't really seen him healthy since his one great year. His one, like, landmark year as a, as a pro. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was a while ago. I mean, I, I would I would, I would expect probably 13 to 14 wins in, like, a 3-5-ish. That's fine, but, like, um, I'm fine with that. Like, if you give me, like, I, wait, listen, wins are, like, whatever, you know, whatever, because, yeah. depend, you know, you could get fucking one run of support or 12, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think a, a 3 Three four to three six ERA is completely fair to expect, and if I'm just assuming on the Yankees with the offense they have or will put together, I'm assuming that's going to translate to at least fifteen wins. You know, I'm I'm not. I I think that's fair. You have a three five ERA on a a better a top yeah. offense in baseball. You know, top ten offense in baseball that that should get you fifteen wins if you start every. You know, if you make thirty starts, um, which I I plan on him doing you know so yeah i mean i think the the yankees do need another two or three level starter um and he needs to be healthy he needs to be a guy that doesn't have any health question marks i'd rather a guy that's a little less talented with that's healthy than a guy that is more talented but is going to miss 10 starts you know but castillo's both Mm -hmm. you know so and he's young and you know just Trade for Luis Castillo. Seems pretty easy. I think the Yankees will build a lot of their team in the in the trade market. Um, but, you know, like, I just think there's so many. Uh, while the, the offseason is definitely more narrow than it was a week ago, obviously, I don't think it necessarily was that in the Yankees, or is that in the Yankees' mind. I think that the Yankees have... I just think the Yankees have been going, have been thinking about this offseason in a different direction than, like, a lot of people have presumed um i agree that they still want to get story or correa um and i think but i think there's so many moving parts with like now what what happens with freeman what happened how does that affect olsen how does that affect uh you know moving geo how does you know there's so many like musical chairs in the yankees infield and rotation that like so many different moves could affect how like if they get freeman then now we're now we're we have money to you, like they said today, you, you know, you could get Story and Freeman for pretty much the same price that you could get Correa for. Why would you ever sign Correa if you can get Story and Freeman for the same price, or at least relatively the same price? Yeah, definitely. So that's something. Like if definitely. they sign Correa to three fucking forty, which I I really don't think they're gonna do, then that's a entirely you know unless the unless the uh, luxury tax goes up by a massive amount, which it, which it could it could. Um, I think Correa still may go to Detroit, and they kick Bias to second. Maybe, but I he think. was very adamant about not doing that for anyone besides playing opposite Francisco Lindor. He was openly very. I'm never doing that. But he's played second. He's played second for a lot of his career. I know, but he he, but he said when he got traded, he's like, I only accepted this because. No, but he, it was even even yeah, with no, Lindor. I, 
Yeah, I know. I know he did at that time, but I know in Chicago, aren't they friends? Him and Corey, or no? Or do they hate each other? I don't know. I just know Lindor is like his best buddy. Yeah, I know. Um, but I just, I don't know. I was just thinking because I know early on in his career he played a lot of second base because Addison Russell was there. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe it's kind of the, you know, I graduated to this, you know. I earned this right to play shortstop. Shortstop's the, the best position, you know, yeah, it's the, considered the toughest position in the infield. So it's probably seen as he graduated. Well, the thing now is he doesn't he doesn't have much of a say now if they sign Gray. He doesn't have a sign. He doesn't have a say because they signed by. Well, that's first. what I'm saying. Maybe they, I'm assuming he. Exactly. Unless they I'm assuming him. If, if he still feels that way, then I would have to then in turn assume that he got that guarantee from them, you know. Um, yeah. So. We'll see, but I mean, it, it, you think about it, like, who are the, I mean, Story has a lot of options, but Correa, he really doesn't. If you, I mean, let's say the I, Tigers are out, it's the Astros or the Yankees. Houston. That's it. Yeah. I mean, and Houston has already lowballed the shit out of him, and he's taken Houston out of his Twitter bio, all that shit. I would be very yeah. surprised if he went to Houston. So, now we're faced with, it's a... You get to, you know, let's say the lockout ends in, you know, what, February or something. Carlos Correa, there's just not the money out there. The, the Astros want to offer him, you know, six years, $150 million. Why would the Yankees offer him 10 for 350 Why would you do that? You you give him, you... Yeah, it you might could, backfire It could on. very well backfire. I mean, the Yankees could outbid everyone without anything close to that. The Yankees could say, here's eight for 250 you know? Or eight for two forty, seven for two forty, you know, something like that. And what's he gonna say? No, I'm gonna take go back to Houston for six for one fifty and, you know, be a free agent when I'm thirty four, thirty three. You know, it's like the worst time to be a free agent. You'd rather be a free agent when you're thirty six, thirty seven. Because then you get one last contract, you know, one one, two, three year deal and that and then you call it quits. But, you know, they when you get in that 32-33 range, then you you still want like a, a you know four five six year deal, but no one really wants to give it to you because you're fucking thirty three or thirty two, you know. Especially a shortstop, mm-hmm. so I think it really could backfire yeah. on him. Um, and I think you know it could be it, sure. he could be in a tough situation because it doesn't. The Yankees are the only ones that seem like they want to pay him, unless someone wants to pay him to play third. But he doesn't seem too keen on that either. The guy just won a platinum glove at shortstop. You know, so why would he move to third? Um, you know, he they yeah. said today I saw someone say he's good friends with A Rod and about talking about A Rod moving to third for the right team. The same time, it's like, who's that right? The right team back then was the fucking New York Yankees. I'm sorry, but at no point in their history Mm -hmm. have the Seattle Mariners been the right team. You know, at no point have the Texas Rangers been the right team. You know, I just don't, I just don't Mm -hmm. see it. Where it's just very dwindling options for Correa. Um, It's a major risk. I I just don't. Who's gonna get? If the Yankees aren't gonna give him 350, who's gonna give it to him? The Dodgers. The Dodgers are gonna play him at third. Oh, I don't. I don't think he's signing more than Seager, honestly. I don't think he's signing more than Yeah, I don't see it either. I mean, maybe the I just no one there's one team in in baseball that can give him that money. It's the New York Yankees and they're not going to when they're not when they don't have to, when they're yeah. bidding against themselves. So I don't I don't I didn't really get the 
I could see it. I could see it going a little over three hundred with Detroit, but if it goes to Houston, I think I I'm seeing more in the two sixty to two eighty range. Yeah. Um. If it's if it's a long term yeah. deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess Detroit is the one wild card, depending on how much they want to spend and how much they want to do it. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to believe with how adamant Baez was about not wanting to play anything but shortstop. Um. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, big... and I mean, it's not like they didn't give Baez money. They gave Baez a lot of money, you know? They didn't pay him pennies. Like, they paid him to be a franchise cornerstone, you know? he That's that's one of mm-hmm. that's your one of our best three or four players' money. Right now, in the Tigers, I mean, you could argue he's the best player at this present moment, you know? who Who's yeah, better than him on the Tigers? Definitely. I don't know. I don't know their full roster up and down, but... <laughs> <laughs> it, certainly no names I can come up with that I'd rather have than Javi, Javi Baez. I mean, you know, obviously long-term guys, but you know, for next year, I don't, I don't know anyone that I'd rather have than Javi Baez on that team. So I mean, uh, no one. Yeah. No. So and, and that's another thing. Like, does Correa want to go to be, you know, oh maybe they're the new up-and-coming team that you know wins. 89 games next year and makes a wild card and fucking gets the well, shit kicked out of well, them. Well, Baez went there. Baez went there and he could have gotten money, I think, similar money elsewhere. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who's selling them. They must have a fantastic GM or something, but, you know, they've never been, like, massive spenders. I guess they have Miggy, but that's it. They didn't pay anyone else, you know? Miggy ate up all their money. Yeah. So, it, it doesn't... I, don't, I just don't know, but... Seager, I mean, uh, uh, Story, on the other hand, he's got he's got a lot of options. I mean, he, because of his price tag, because he's only going to cost, people are projecting him to cost somewhere between the 170 and 200 million range. Um, and he's only looking for reportedly 70 years. You know, it's it's a different, entirely different conversation for, Seager, or for Story. He's also two years older. So that's that's another aspect to that, that you know, affects his, his long-term value. Um, but, I mean, in terms of suitors for story, you have the Yankees, you have the Rangers, you have the Mariners, um, you have the Astros, you have apparently the Rockies, which I don't know how the fuck that exists. Yeah, I um, that Is there anyone else I'm missing? I guess, I guess you could consider Detroit if you're saying they could consider Correa. Um, but, yeah. I mean, then it's the same shortstop question. And I don't see Trevor's story. I've never heard of Trevor Story playing second or third or even, you know, being disgusted at that. So, we'll see. But, I mean, I, there really aren't that many options for these guys. It's almost like it was a bad year to be the a short, you know, like to be the guy. The Correa is the guy. And it's like everyone was just like, well, I'm not going to can get a guy who's like a little worse for half the price. You know, I can get Marcus Simeon for whatever, you know, and he's half the price. I can get Corey Seager, and he didn't cheat, and he's half the price. He's not the half price, but he's less than what you want, you know. Who knows? Maybe the Rangers called Cray, and they offered him the Seager contract, and he said, no, I want 350 And they said, okay, fine, fuck you. Call him Corey Seager. We yeah. don't know. That's the thing about it. We don't know. No one knows. No one knows. Like, even the mo- Jeff Passan doesn't know. He knows say. when shit's done. He just is the first to know. But he doesn't know the conversations happening behind closed doors. He doesn't know. Sure, I mean, people are feeding no, him. You know, you got clubhouse guys and assistant GMs and shit feeding him tidbits. But, like, 
half the info they get, they aren't reporting because they don't know if it's fucking legit or not. And half the shit they are reporting is they're still not sure if it's legit. You know, they're only reporting shit that is actually fucking happening. They're just reporting, you know, you could report someone's interested in this. You're, you could report someone's having a conversation about this. That doesn't fucking mean anything. We think we take it as legitimate because of the people reporting it have proved their legitimacy in the past and we know they have connections and we know they know people but like we don't know if the fucking assistant GM is being truthful to Jeff Passan that they they've taken a hard look at Trevor Story you know we're we've been talking to Trevor Story's agent we're interested in Trevor Story. we don't really know you know how much time does all these people yeah. they feed them bullshit to throw the scent off to people um so that's why I don't know it's like I mean hobby buys we do do we hear a fucking thing about Javi Baez going to the Tigers? No. Uh, not exactly. until th- that day. And we didn't. I haven't heard Marcus Stroman's name connected to the Cubs once. Cubs once. Fucking, in fact, <laughs> no, we saw he I. tweeted a picture of himself sitting at Bush Stadium with the Cardinals like a week ago or four days ago. Pretty sure that's the biggest rival of the Cubs. I didn't see that coming. You know, it's like yeah, you, you're neither. fucking tweeting a picture at Fenway, and then three days later you're in pinstripes. It's not exactly a predictable mm-hmm. outcome, considering the evidence. Um, so I yeah, don't I, don't, I don't know. It's just there's a lot. There's so much going on, and I, I I think it's like it's one of the it's like one of those things. You don't don't be mad until you have to be mad. You know what I mean? Like a lot of Yankee fans are like getting all their panties in a bunch, but like let's wait, let's wait. We're not fucked yet. You know, things aren't screwed over yet. Let's wait. The possibility is on the floor, absolutely. But the possibility is also on the floor for one of the best off-seasons in, in baseball. We sit here and we trade for Olsen or sign Freddie Freeman, sign Storia Correa, trade for Luis Castillo, and make a couple of ancillary side-piece moves. All of a sudden, you go from, uh, oh, shit, this what-the-fuck-is-Cashman doing to, oh, yeah, I forgot he's the best GM in baseball, you know? So, like, it, it, to me, it's like don't panic until you have to. Um, but going out west now, uh, the Dodgers. Like, do we do we um do we think the Dodgers are done? Like they've they've lost Scherzer, they lost Seager. I mean, that's they definitely didn't uh, no, plan to lose. I mean, they got they got they got Turner at short. Still, they're gonna have uh, they got Max Muncy at you know uh, first. They got Bellinger in center. I'm sure he'll return. You got Lux at second. You got uh. Justin Turner at third. You got the catcher that I love, Will Smith. Uh, you still have um, who's the who's the the outfielder I'm thinking of. You have AJ Pollock had a good year. You have Mookie Betts. They still have a st- they still have an amazing team. Um, pitching, they definitely take a hit. Yeah, I mean they've obviously you know, the got Bauer a situation. Just, probably I, not. I mean I think they they were prepared to lose Seager. I don't think they were. I don't think they thought there was a chance they were going to lose Max Scherzer. Yeah, probably yeah. not to the Mets. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, like, obviously they're still going to be great, but, like, you know, Kershaw's getting up there in age. So now Walker Bueller is your ace, I guess? Yeah, he can be an ace. It's just, you know, they're going to get Dustin May back next year, which will be big big for them. They got Julio Urias, so they still got arms. They're just not as deep. They were so deep in pitching. So. Um, all right, what about... The Mariners, Mariners have made a lot of moves, or and they 
still seem to be wanting to spend money trading for Adam Frazier and signing uh, Robbie Ray. Um, do we like the Mariners' moves? Do we like them continuing? Do we, do we think they're going to continue to do stuff? I think they'll still do things. Uh, Robbie Ray, you know, we said we're not too high on him, but he's definitely better than what they had. It's true, so. true. An upgrade for sure. I, th- I mean, you know. I think we both agreed that they overpaid for a guy that had one good year. Who do they have? Mark Hogan's. They got Marco Gonzalez and a whole bunch of crap. You know, they had. Uh, you know, they don't really have much pitching, yeah. starting pitching. They did um, lose Kyle so. Seeger. <clears throat> they do. Where yeah, is he? But he I'm assuming right? they're going to lose him. Yeah, I'm assuming they are too. I think that's by um, choice, though. I think that's not. I heard like they a, might. We can't afford. I heard him. they're looking at Story for third. I heard they're looking at Story yeah, for third. Yeah, that as was well. one of the Correa reports today. Was that they were looking at Correa for third as well? Um, but I find that, yeah, I I just find both of those hard to believe that they were that either of them would would move to third when there are options at for like you know it's like if if Houston or the Yankees want or the Dodgers wanted Correa to move to third why would he go to the Mariners to move to third you know mm-hmm. he could just go do that in LA or New York and who's their shortstop right now JP Crawford and Dylan Moore yeah they're not JP Crawford's okay yeah exactly it's like what do you yeah, they got no you're gonna bring Carlos Correa yeah, in and, no, not, no... and make him move to third or Trevor Story like either of those guys you're gonna make that guy move to third I think the only thing is Carlos Correa is he's not a small guy. He kind of does look like a third baseman. He's not like you know he's not the quickest, fleetest of foot. I could see him moving to third well, later yeah, on. Yeah, that's his maybe a conversation you have later on in your career, but not, not yeah. now. I could be this. I could say the same about Seager too. Seager when he gets older and he gets injured, Seager's a huge guy. Well, yeah, I mean they um, were talking about that now. Like I think the Dodgers were talking about that, moving him to third and still playing Lux yeah. at second, which is not like crazy you know? and putting and putting yeah. Turner at third yeah um so yeah we'll we'll see um all right I guess that's that's enough MLB you want to get to our uh NFL picks for the week and wrap this up <clears throat> yep um all right who do you who do you got who do you got week 13 there's there's some <clears throat> games on the schedule um <clears throat> yeah so I'm gonna go with uh Lions plus seven against the Vikings at home um Lions are a pretty good team against the spread. They really are. Uh, Vikings lose Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, I don't know if the Vikings are going to get up for this game. They need to win it, but you know, I think they're going to win by you know four, three to four points, maybe four to seven at most. Um, might be a trap game. Um, uh, another game that I like is uh, I like the Steelers plus four and a half a lot against the Ravens at home. Uh, they're home and four and a half point dogs uh Lamar's kind of regressed as a passer I mean he's thrown for a lot of yards but he's had some you know some 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 head scratching plays uh the Ravens don't really have much even other than Lamar the defense hasn't been great um they're just they've won games by coaching and you know they've they've eked out games Lamar's been good and you know getting enough done in clutch time he's been very clutch this year so Steelers could win that game outright Steelers at home Plus four and a half. I think they rebound from last week. Um, definitely see them rebounding. Uh, third game and final spread pick I'm going to take um, is 
I'll take the uh, the Chargers plus three against the Bengals. Um, Chargers are always favored every week, and they never cover. I don't know why they're still even favoring for games, but when they're a, they're a dog, they're much better. Uh, this is good. the Bengals have been a very inconsistent team all year. They're you know super high on then low, and now they're on the uprise. I think the Bengals are going to regress a little bit. Uh, Joe Mixon's definitely going to have a game. I think Joe Mixon's definitely going to play really well, but I think Herbert. This is a really uh, I you know big spot for Herbert where he's going to come up big. Um, I think the Chargers might win this game um, pretty handily, actually, and I think it's a big letdown spot for the Bengals. Uh, Chargers plus three. I like it. For my over, for my over under, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the, the Bills and Pats, and I'm gonna go over forty three and a half. Um, Pat's offense has been really good of late, and I think the Bills' offense with Josh Allen um, is going to be good enough to at least score 20 points or so. Um, you know, the spread, three and a half. It's, it's you know, three and a half. They're two and a half Buffalo. Probably not touching that game for me. Um, but I think there's going to be more points scored than 43 for sure. Um fair those are my picks um okay I, I share the lions with you plus seven i think it's a great spot for the lions um i don't think they'll come away with the win but i think we could be in one of those classic vikings games where they eke it out by a field goal um second love the rams in a bounce back we're gonna kick the living shit out of your game against the jaguars big spread minus 13 i think the rams could win this by 25 um and they're in la too uh, and last, uh, I, I got the Patriots coming back down to earth a little bit. Uh, Bills are only minus three at home. I think everyone's way too high on New England. Um, you know, riding this winning streak, I'm just not I'm not going to say that the Patriots are a better team than the Bills. And they're, Vegas is basically saying they're even right now with Bills getting minus three at home. Um, so I think there's value in that. Um and I'm just not. I'm, I'm not gonna. It's just way too little for me. I would take this game at six and a half. Um, and then I'm going to Chargers Bengals, but I'm taking the over at fifty. I agree. I think this is gonna be. I think this is a, a statement game for Herbert. I think Herbert makes a lot of plays, and I think this becomes a little bit of a shootout, kind of back and forth. Um, and you know, twenty five each. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, nice 30, 34-27 type of game, um, something like that. So, yeah, uh, Rams minus 13, Bills minus 3, Lions plus 7, and over 50 in Chargers-Bengals. Um, nice, I like that as well. Those are the picks for the week, and that is going to do it for this week's episode. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, check us out on all the socials, Bleacher Fan or Bleacher Fan Sports everywhere. Um, We will be back next week.